0: If you are just starting your business, really being super worried about whether or not your offers are scalable is not necessarily a conversation for you right now. So I want you to keep that in mind. I want you to have like nuance and like context of the situation of if you're just starting out, I don't want you to worry about is this scalable? Can I make a million dollars this way? We're not worried about that yet. Like that's a problem for future you first, like sell the thing. Hello, hello, welcome back to Make Bank. This episode is going to be a juicy, tactical, kind of pull back the curtain type of solo. And I'm gonna give you the breakdown of how I was able to take 12 days out of office while my business ran without me. And when I say out of office, I truly mean like, if you need me, don't type of energy. (laughs) Like I was out, out. My clients couldn't reach me, my team didn't talk to me, my COO did have my phone number so that if she needed something, like if there was actually an emergency or actually something like catastrophic happening, she could reach out to me, but nothing happened, nothing burned down. I'm a big believer that there's like very few true business emergencies anyway, and it was magical. And by the way, I took 12 days out of office, but also had like plenty of buffer time before and after this. I can't remember if I said this yet, but I took all this time out of office for my wedding back in May of this year. So just a few months ago. And obviously right before your wedding, you're like running around with a chick, like a chicken with your head cut off. And when you get back, you have like the post-wedding blues and In this case, I was super jet lagged. And so I also built in like all this buffer time. So I would say all in all, between all of this, this was like two weeks of out of office and then like another week cumulatively off, not off, but like not on (laughs) before and after. So it was a beautiful time. And if you haven't listened to the wedding recap episode yet, that does exist. That is a thing and got very... Brave reviews so definitely recommend but in case you haven't listened or maybe you're new to my world I got married this past May in Tuscany Italy and it was a really just beautiful dreamy magical experience we had the entire property booked out for our closest friends and family for four days and it was very much like adult Tuscan summer camp and so much fun and I have like some pictures and videos and stuff on my Instagram if you want to creep but it was magical it was everything on my mood board (laughs) and so much more but a big part of what made it so magical and allowed me to really soak in every moment is that not only did I not have to work I didn't feel guilty at all about not working or wondering if my clients were like secretly mad at me or worried or stressed about what was going to be there when I got back. Like I just was really able to fully relax. And trust me, I did not get here overnight to this place of having like a, a detach button or like an actual out of office setting in my brain. It took me a long time to get to that place where first it was a big deal for me to even have like a real weekend off. And I have clients that are getting there <laughs> now. I have people who are in my programs who have like never actually taken a full weekend off and they want to scale their business and we're babysitting, right? Like we're taking a weekend off and then we're going to do a long weekend and then we're going to do a vacation. Like we can, we can work up to this, but there is a strategy and a method and a lot, a lot, a lot of intention and prep behind it to like make it possible to step away from your business and still have it run without you. And then also have the like emotional and mindset pieces in place so that you're actually enjoying your time away because logging off and going out of office doesn't really mean much if the whole time you're like stressed and freaking out and worried So there's so much that goes into building a business that supports life. And if you have been in my world for a while, you know that that's like a core value of mine and a core value of my programs, that business supports life. And that looks different for each of my clients. But I'm going to break down the way I've done it for me, coming down to four main factors. My business model overall, my standards in my business, my wedding month protocol, and my wedding week protocol. And by the way, if you're curious what my wedding looked like, to coincide with the drop of this episode, I'm going to show some more wedding photos. We just got our whole gallery back. And as of me recording this, I haven't even looked at it yet because I wanted to give it like my full attention. Like I've I've been busy. Me and Andrew have kind of been on opposite schedules. So we want to sit down and like maybe have a little champagne some raspberries or something, some chocolate. I don't know. We want to make it a moment. So I haven't seen them yet, but as of now, there are some new photos that dropped on my Instagram. There's also some photos from our sneak peeks and a wedding video on there. So if you want a visual of what that looked like, be my guest. So let's dive in. Again, there are kind of forming components we're going to go into, the first of which is my business model. So this is not something that changed ahead of the wedding. I have been building my business model to support my lifestyle for years now. And this first started when I hired my first mentor in like 2016, 2017. And she was spending like months out of the year out of office and she was like going to Hawaii and would be like gone, gone. And so that was my first exposure to the fact that like you could just leave your business. Like you could just have your business run without you. And my mind was blown by that. So ever since I was exposed to that circle like 2017, I vowed to figure out how to do that for me. For me, it's not escaping to Hawaii. The actual common scenario in my life is going to horse shows I am an equestrian so I compete at different competitions around the country and whenever I'm showing it is so much fun but it's also really tiring it requires a lot a lot of like brain power it requires a lot of energy and I want to be fully present for my classes so that I can ride my best and like be competitive and win so I need a business that supports that, like that allows me to travel and be on the road and take Fridays off to compete or whatever it is. And so I've been building my business strategically for that for quite a while. So to get more tangible here, outside of my very limited private coaching, which by the way, I'm only accepting one maybe two more private clients through the end of 2023 and then I am booked until at least 2024 on private clients and new private clients and new online coach empire mastermind clients both get a free ticket to our fall retreat this is a luxury in-person retreat in Austin Texas I will link both of those offers both the mastermind and private in the episode description but if you want to work closely together that is the move, private or mastermind are both really high touch programs. So anyway, inside of my very limited private coaching, all of my other programs are extremely scalable and could double like tomorrow with no issues. And that is a question that you've maybe heard me bring up before, like what would happen if your business doubled tomorrow? That's something that I learned from my mentor, Sabrina, or I first heard from my mentor, Sabrina, is like, I, I was kind of a test of like, what is the bottleneck? What is holding you back from scaling? Meaning if something broke from doubling, that's going to be an upper limit for you. So all of my programs are really scalable aside from private coaching. And the mastermind is quite scalable despite being a very high touch program. We've like nailed the structure of that program. But all of my offers in my entire business are very intentionally structured for freedom for me while still delivering world-class results for my clients. And this is part like strategy and logic and intentionality. And it's also part experience. <laughs> like all of the programs that I have now have been in existence for multiple years. Like I all of my signature programs, I think are at least two to three years old. If not like my, my signature program, Online Coach Kickstart, which is for early stage online coaches, that program is four or five years old. I want to say, I want to say five. I want to say it's five years old. Online coach empire is like three years old, private coaching I've been doing since I started business coaching five plus years ago. So all of my offers have been refined, refined over time and have really been perfected to a T to be really scalable and hit that sweet spot of world-class results So much access, so much support without me living on my phone or living in Slack. So that is key. The offer suite is key. And by the way, if you are new, if you are just starting your business, really being super worried about whether or not your offers are scalable is not necessarily a conversation for you right now. So I want you to keep that in mind. I want you to have like nuance and like context of the situation of if you're just starting out. I don't want you to worry about, is this scalable? Can I make a million dollars this way? We're not worried about that yet. Like, that's a problem for future you. First, like, sell the thing. I usually recommend starting with private coaching. That's a conversation for a different episode. (laughs) But... My offer suite for where I am in business is very scalable. From there, supporting all of the offers, supporting the dozens and 100 plus clients that we have at any given time, that requires well-oiled systems. So if we pull up the hood, what's working underneath the hood is a team of people, a team of amazing independent contractors who are all experts at what they do. I'm a huge fan of hiring really competent, capable, smart, experienced people paying a premium for a smaller number of people to do really good, efficient work. So I have a badass team of women who execute on my behalf, manage the systems that we've built. My COO has strategic decision power. So when I stepped out, it was literally like, Tamara, you take the reins. She ran the show without me and that was amazing. We've built that trust over time, but we also have, again, amazing systems. Like there's nothing happening on a regular basis inside my business that there isn't like a standard operating procedure for that people have never seen before. We run everything like a well oiled machine. There's no surprises. There's nothing that's like, again, brand new, never before seen we are experts we are trained professionals (laughs) at this and we let the tech and the platforms and the automations and stuff support what happens every day and because we're such like a well-oiled machine and because we have refined and layered stuff over time like everyone is so good and like honed at their role that we're super efficient we're super effective and there isn't a ton of like micromanaging that needs to happen either So business model is step one here. Like if you are at the place where you are ready to be scaling your business and by scaling, I mean making more money, serving more people, expanding the business without needing to work more hours, because if it's like, working more to make more that's not really scaling that's just hustling but if you are at a place where you are actually ready to scale you have a proven offer you have gotten some traction in your business then we need to look at the strategic offer suite the systems the team so moving on from the business model we go to my standards and this is the one that i actually see people have more of a hard time with like talking the strategy of the offers or talking the strategy of the business model or the team, that's, yeah, yeah. Like that is logical. That makes sense. That is strategic. But when it comes to the standards and the embodiment (laughs) required to do all of this, that's where things can get trickier because this is where a lot of stories come up. There, A lot of limiting beliefs might come up. And it is just more of like an energetic game versus a strategic game. So my standards include one, I have self-led clients. And this means not that I'm not available to my clients or not that I don't want to support them, but I intentionally attract and only accept clients who are committed to long-term mentorship and leading themselves during our work. That means that my clients do not need me to be their yes person for every single decision in their business. This means that my clients, if they are quiet for two days, they're not like, oh my God, Marie, why didn't you message me? Why aren't you checking on me? They're not expecting me to be a helicopter coach. They are like sovereign, self-aware women who get it, who take responsibility, who are committed to the long game. So even if there's a week where I am not, in their back pocket every day, they're okay. And they're not freaking out because I did not build a codependent relationship on my clients. Like I empower my clients to be CEOs. (laughs) I empower my clients to feel confident in the decisions that they're making. I am not interested in helicopter coaching. I'm not interested in creating codependency with my clients. I definitely understand that some people do that because it is more profitable (laughs) to keep people needing you for everything. They literally depend on you and feel like their business is going to fall apart without you. I'm not interested in that. I personally love long-term mentorship and I stay with my mentor regardless, but it's not this relationship where, oh my God, I can't talk to Marie. Like I'm going to freak out, right? I intentionally attract and only accept clients Who are at that level. They are at that mindset. And that doesn't mean you have to be super advanced. It is literally just like an energy, a mindset, a vibe. So a brief out-of-office period is literally no big deal. And again, that does not mean that I'm not available to my clients. That doesn't mean that I don't respond when I say I'm going to respond. That doesn't mean I don't want my clients to ask me questions. None of that. But it's that just maturity and like grounded energy of not being dependent not being anxiously attached if you will and if you tune in next week we actually have an episode all about attachment styles and codependency and things like that with a relationship coach so that'll be fun and in terms of like out of office and high handle that that, my contracts I'm going to talk about that in a minute Another thing is that in my business, like I said earlier, we have a culture on, no, of no emergencies. So both in my business and for my clients, we work on getting grounded and proactive so that There's no panic when I'm unavailable. Again, like when I stepped out, there was nothing surprising for my team. And sometimes, yes, I'm an agent of chaos. They probably slept the most peacefully while I was was away because I couldn't be like, so what do you guys think about if tomorrow we completely change everything? And usually they talk some sense into me. Usually it's not actually a good idea. I'm just feeling chaotic and spicy. But sometimes it is a good idea. I digress. In my business, we have a culture of no emergencies. And I also teach that to my clients. Like there is very rarely ever anything that's actually an emergency. I can think of maybe one time that you could actually classify as a business emergency. And outside of that, and that's in like 10 years of doing this, there's nothing that's that emergent. And so again, it's just not a big deal when my clients are getting to exist without me for 12 days. And when I say exist without me, we're going to circle back to the offer suite situation. That doesn't mean that they just had no support or had no access to anyone. In this case, my private clients, we're going to skip to the contract section for my private clients who at the time of my wedding had no other like point of contact, no additional like support coach, mindset coach, operation, operations coach, anything like that. I just simply extended their contracts by two weeks to account for this out of office period. I do have a clause in my contract saying that I can take vacations. So I can have out of office periods. That's like a clear expectation and a mutual understanding. But in this case, I had a couple of people whose contracts were ending around this time and it just like, Didn't feel super like aligned for me. It didn't feel really great for me to have their contract end like either right before or right after I was about to be out of office. So I went ahead and just extended their contracts by two weeks. I didn't have to do that. My clients wouldn't have been mad if I didn't do that, but it felt good to me. And of course they were pleasantly surprised by that extension. So I went ahead and did that. And then in my mastermind, my amazing support coach, Robin, was available the whole time. Everyone already loves Robin. She's literally a unicorn. We are so strategically aligned. She is the most incredible mindset and embodiment coach as well. And she is like a renowned business coach in her own right. So it is certainly not a downgrade for them to have Robin all to themselves for 12 days. And then in OCK, we have an amazing support coach team in there as well. So just because I was gone, the client experience did not slip One bit like my team has it on lock and I have very high standards in my programs for any support coaches. I think for a lot of support coaches in this space, it feels like a downgrade from the head coach or whoever made the program in my programs. My support coaches like multiply the value like they are truly value adds and there's not a single person that my clients are like disappointed to hear from. So that was totally a non-issue. And last but not least, I have a standard of modeling and embodiment for my business and in my programs and for my clients. And so me modeling the next level is part of the value of my mentorship, like a front row seat for my clients to see how I navigate the challenges, the vacations, the ebbs, the flows, my life while running a seven figure coaching business. Is super valuable. The fact that all of my clients got to plug into me around this time and ask like how I was navigating it and exactly how I was handling each thing and seeing how I communi- communicated the out of office and the boundaries and the expectations and the contract stuff, like seeing how I communicated that, navigated that and just held that very grounded, like confident energy through that period was Like a masterclass in and of itself, like just having proximity to that experience and to that season of my life has its own value. And I've been on the other side of that as a client. Again, like my first mentor would go Out of office and be unreachable when she was in Hawaii. And I actually learned so much from that because I would see how her team would step in and handle things on her behalf, where I would get to ask her questions before and after about like what did you do to set up your business? All that. So my clients really had this like front row seat to see how I navigated it. And they continue to have a front row seat to see how I navigate. All the things that come up and I think that's a really underrated actually value of mentorship is asking your mentor how they are doing things in their business. Not always just asking like, what should I do for this or what should I do for that or what's your advice here? Like also asking about their business and what they're working on and how they think about or how they navigate stuff. Super, super underrated way to extract value from mentorship. So modeling the next level and having that be part of the value in my programs is just another part of kind of the standard that I hold. So again, so far we've talked about my business model coming down from like a strategic offer suite, well-oiled systems and my team of badass, really amazing women. We've talked about my standards for self-led clients, a culture of no emergencies, modeling the next level and the contracts that I have. And now we're going to talk about the specific wedding protocols. So we kind of did like the big picture of just how I handle business overall and how that supported me. Now we're going to zoom in on the wedding specific stuff. So the wedding month protocol. So the month of May. First of all, I planned all of my coaching calls around my trip and I frequently do this again for like horse showing and things like that. Like I typically don't have a lot of calls, even if I'm on the road for like two, even three weeks, I'm able to stack my coaching calls around it. in May, I stacked all calls at the beginning and the very end of the month, and I honestly still didn't have crazy hours to accommodate that, and that is very much on purpose because I travel for extended periods of time quite regularly through the year. Like in 2022, I want to say I spent between three and four months on the road. So it's important to me that not only can I have a schedule where I can stack my calls around my travel, but also when I'm stacking my calls, I'm not just like killing myself doing eight hours back to back of coaching calls. Like that's just not it for me. (laughs) So that comes back to the business model thing. But tangibly, I planned all my coaching calls around our trip. So we put out our coaching call schedule at the beginning of every month or like a week before the new month and that schedule had all of my calls either the very first week of May. I think we left we left May fifth, so it was either like the few days before that, or we got back May fifteenth. It was like May twentieth through thirtieth. So I gave myself even that buffer when we get, when we got home, and that was my availability. And then my team filled in the middle of the month, like my support coaches filled in the middle of the month. Another thing that I did that is not business as usual, like stacking coaching calls is a little bit business as usual. And we make sure that, again, like clients are still super supportive and there's a very consistent rhythm between my calls. So it's never like they're just not talking to anyone But that's very business as usual. What's not is that for that month, just that month, we moved from a one to a two business day response time within all of my programs. And that wasn't like even used a ton. Like I think overall, we maintained a one ish business day response time on average. But knowing that I was going to be traveling and getting ready for the wedding and recovering from the wedding outside of my out of office days. I just didn't want to over promise and under deliver like that is definitely something that we don't want to even put on the table. So I went ahead and moved from a one to a two business day response time for everyone. And that also included for my support coaches in all of my programs just to make sure that we had plenty of time to do good work. And honestly, that was such a great decision. Because again, not only was it supportive of my team kind of stepping in and filling in the gaps, but also really supportive of me being able to drop into like the wedding mindset and then also recover when I got home and that was again not a problem because of the culture in my programs because we don't have emergencies because everyone is like respectful and self-led and just like grounded (laughs) it was not a problem at all plus it was only for one month so that was just a really great call so glad we did it And again, like I said, the support coaches really stepped up and filled in the gaps. So we leveled them up ahead of time. We, you know, clued them in on what was going to be happening and what the protocols were going to be, what the expectations were. We ensured that everyone was still getting the same amount of support and attention and that client experience stayed five stars so that the programs really did not miss a beat, whether it was Online Coach Kickstart or Online Coach Empire mastermind everyone was taken care of and the support coaches were like ready for action because we gave them plenty of notice and then going into the wedding week protocol as you can tell the month like not a ton a ton change like we didn't have to drastically overhaul anything to accommodate 12 days out of office But for the wedding week itself, I was completely unavailable for my wedding week and travel days that added up to 12 days out of office. Again, very much like if you need me, don't vibes. I was literally finishing my last like client messages and like team messages on Slack on the plane. Like I remember our flight from Austin to Where did we go first? I think Frankfurt was delayed (laughs) and thank God it was actually delayed because I was like down to the wire, like blurred thumbs. They were moving so fast, responding to everyone on Slack and getting those final loops closed before we took off. But I kid you not, as as soon as I hit send on the last message and like closed Slack, that was when we took off. And from then on, I turned all of my notifications off, like off. I did not get any work notifications for the entire trip. Again, my COO Tamara did have my phone number. So like, God forbid, if something happened, I would know about it. But I trusted her to make decisions, put out fires, do whatever she needed to do while I was gone. And I did not worry about it. So that takes me to my next point is I passed complete power over to her. She already has decision making and leadership power 24-7, but like she fully took the reins. She killed it per usual. If you are looking for a COO or OBM, you can hit me up because she has an awesome agency. But yeah, it was very much if you need me, don't type a vibe. And I had my DND on. It was on. I turned off all notifications for work apps. I n- normally have them off for IG and email anyway. Like normally the only notifications that I'm getting are really like text messages and Slack. And that's about it. Like I can get texts from people. I don't use texts for work anyway. So that's not even a work notification. Like none of my clients have my phone number. And then yeah, Slack. So normally my team, if they message me, I do get a notification or in certain of my programs, I'll get a notification, but I turn them off. I had zero notifications on and it was amazing. The result was that it felt so dang good to be fully present, to to be able to fully experience and enjoy this once-in-a-lifetime event, knowing that my business was supporting me, knowing that we still had people enrolling in our programs, knowing that my clients were fully supported, knowing that my team knew what they were supposed to be working on and they were being managed. Like It was such an incredible feeling and I just share this as again, like an expander and as an example of what can be possible because without me being exposed to a reality like this early on in my business, I would have had no idea that this is even something I could want, (laughs) that I could work toward because at that time I was working weekends like I wasn't even having a real weekend away from my business and so being able to take 12 days out of office for my dream wedding for like a mini moon for all this quality time with my friends my family it was life-changing it was epic and that is my definition of a CEO lifestyle like not hustling 25-7 not being a slave to my business not following anybody else's rules but my own like this was my definition of a CEO lifestyle, and for sure, the dream life looks different for everyone, like I have clients who are digital nomads or I have clients who are mom or clients who live the country life or clients who live in the city or whatever it might be. everyone has a different dream life, but I I'm so passionate about empowering and teaching women how to create whatever their version of their dream life looks like, and we build the business to support that. So if you want to build a business that supports your dream life, I'm your girl. I literally do it every single day, and I'm sure you can tell how lit up it makes me. All of my programs currently have a different number of spots available, but some availability. So if you are interested in working closely with me and my team to start, grow, scale your dream business and support your dream life, I will put the links to all of my programs in the episode description. I also will have posted some new juicy wedding pics that we just got back, so be sure to check out the Instagram. I would love to hear your takeaways from this episode. So don't be a stranger. If you repost your stories, I'll repost you obvi or send me a DM and share your thoughts. Thank you so so much for tuning in. I am so honored that you chose to spend some of your day with me and I will talk to you next week.